The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. <laughs> Zip car. Zip car. <laughs> That's the weirdest way we've ever started this show. That's very it? weird. <laughs> uh, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Marcus Parks. I am Jackie Zabrowski. And speaking of cars. Oh, man, you with those segues. <laughs> Always with the good segues. Always with a bazoom. <laughs> so, yeah, you had a bit of a... A run-in, as they say. Yeah, I had a bit of a scare the other night, um, which I'm going to throw it out there. I've never been in a car accident before. Really? On every, there's no wood next to me, but um, <laughs> I knocked well, on a I mean, I think, chair. I think now you've been in a car accident, so you don't need to knock on the wood. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I got my cherry popped last week. I was, I was coming home uh, from Henry's. 30th birthday and I was in a cab and I was coming back from the city and we were just a few blocks from my house and basically the car was making a right hand turn we were in the right hand lane in the left hand lane there was a semi truck that was also making a right and either didn't see us or didn't give a fuck and as he was making the right he just slammed into the back of the car and kept going but when he had hit the back of the car, he had just hit... I was sitting behind the passenger seat, and the whole back seat was smashed in right next to me. Jesus. And I never wear my seatbelt, which is really, really dumb. And that night, our friend, our good friend Kellen, we were all drunk. Mm. So he said to the driver as I was getting into the sea, he's like, you take care of this one. You put on your seatbelt. <laughs> and I did, which is very weird. Wow. And the driver, thank God, wasn't too hurt. But like, I was fucked up afterwards. Yeah. I mean, it was right next to me. And it like goes through your mind of like, if I hadn't put on the seatbelt, if I hadn't I got in on that side of the car. If I hadn't moved over, hmm. what would have happened? What if I uh, I had tried to beg my boyfriend to come out that night? What if he had been with me and he was sitting on that side? All those things were like going through my head because we would it was dead, definitely yeah. dead, not even a question. And I had to sit there and like they wanted to take me to the ambulance or take take me in an ambulance over to the hospital and I was like no I'm fine I'm just like sobbing I called Henry of course and Henry's just like sitting with me on the phone and I'm just like dealing with it yeah and I still had to go to work the next day and this by the time I was done it was like 4 30 in the morning I had to be at work at 7 and I go to work because I just didn't want to be alone yeah and I cried like intermittently all day I was so upset well, of course, it's about I mean, it. mild PTSD. Yeah, and it's really weird because then I was just like, why am I being such a fucking pussy? <sighs> Everyone gets an axe. Why am I crying about this? And all day, I just kept fighting myself. And basically, my boss was like, you should go home. And I'm like, I'm not going home. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to be crying about this. Even right now, I'm tearing up about it. Yeah. And it's just like in my head to not be... I want to say a pussy, but it's not. But I don't want to be a pussy, especially not in front of other people. 
Well, nobody wants that. I mean, that's why. <laughs> I mean, we all want to appear. Uh, we all want to give the appearance of strength uh, when something bad happens. We always want to think that we're going to be the different ones. It's like, oh, that person. Oh, they don't know how to handle it. It wasn't that bad. It's not like they're dead or anything like that until it happens to you. And then when it happens to you, you realize, oh, this is real fucked up. This is something like this is really bad. I could have died. I came very close to dying. Someone that I loved came very close to dying. But by the way, when you starting those what ifs, like those what ifs don't do any good whatsoever. I always think of something uh, when I start doing that what if, like what if I would have been there? What if I would have been there? Like what if I hadn't crossed the street at that time? I always think about that line from uh, Twin Peaks. It's like what if you? What if the sun doesn't rise if you wash your hair tomorrow? You can't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Like it's it's very true. You can't think about those what ifs because it didn't happen. Like it just didn't happen that way for somebody else. Uh, you know, for for those times when something bad did happen to you, when you had some sort of physical uh, injury, those are the times when you didn't put on the seatbelt or those times when you did sit in the wrong seat. That happens every day. I mean, people die every day because they sat in this seat instead of that seat. There's no reason why. There's no, there's nothing behind it. There's no magical, uh, I guess, collective unconscious that told you to sit in that other seat. It's just the way life is. It's just the way it goes. Life is chaos. Life is random. We know that. We accept that. We live our lives based on that principle. And if you accept that, like, I'm personally, I think that accepting that the world is that way is freeing. It is. You know? Because rather than being shaken by fear and said like well then I'm going to stay inside yeah. then nothing can happen to me if I, it's like that's not how it goes mm. that's not also living your life either you can't because that's of course immediately I'm like I'm never getting in a cab again I'm never getting in a car again that's not true that's not and that's happen. not the You've answer you probably got in a cab since then yes I have <laughs> <laughs> and that's also not the answer that's yeah. not you know and even if you have your seatbelt on sometimes it doesn't fucking matter yeah. and you just gotta live every day you just gotta live every day not even as if it's your last you just live every day yeah just do it you just have to you just have to be but I, I have to say it makes you more thankful and it definitely it it cleared a lot of the clouds out of my head yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely like really shook me up very much but I would say in a good way oh yeah I'm trying to stay positive from it and also something that I'm taking from it which I think is interesting when you go through a traumatic experience. I mean, that's even on a low level of trauma, I feel like, because I'm still beating myself up about calling it a traumatic experience, mm -hmm. even though I keep having dreams about it. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. I feel like talking about it to other people, I feel like that completely changed how I felt about the situation. Because every person I talked to, especially like in this kind of situation, had a story yeah. about it. Everyone has a story. And I learned more that day from customers or my boss and coworkers of stories that I'd never heard before from people that I think I know everything about, especially, yeah. and, and friends. And I think that's also an interesting way to not make, like force them to rehash memories, but just to remember yeah. That you get through things. I'm still here. Yeah. And that, you know, everyone needs to be, you know, I was talking to my mom about it and 
she started remembering things. I guess we were in a bad car accident when we were kids, and I don't remember it at all. And she said it was the worst. Wow. And like, I don't, I guess I just blocked it out. She said I must have been eight, and I still, I guess I had been in one. I just don't remember it at all. No, I mean, everyone does have a story. If you don't have a story, then you're extremely lucky. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes, and you know, that's sometimes when I think back on, on my story, when I almost died in a car accident with uh, Ben Kissel. Uh, yeah, and then I and, thought about you guys. <laughs> yeah. And it was with, uh, it was with, uh, it was me and Ben Kissel uh, and uh, our friend Jason Kephart and Ben's girlfriend at the time, Mara, who's a wonderful woman and who I owe my life to. We were driving down, uh, we were going camping in Delaware and we were driving down the road in the rain in New Jersey this car spins out in front of us and goes completely sideways on the road and we're going about 60 miles an hour and Mara swerves around the car and we start fishtailing and it's any moment we're just going to start flipping and the car and we're just not and we're not going to make it you know like if if we would have died that day, my last words would have been, who wants to smoke some weed? Yeah. And you know, <laughs> as far as last words go, those are pretty shitty fucking yeah. last words. Those are bad last words. Uh, and so we're fishtailing and, you know, and you're, I'm thinking at that point, like, uh, we're, we're going to die. Like, this is going to, this is, it's all going to end right here. And then a semi hit us and righted us. Like if that semi had, it's one of those things. If that semi hadn't have been there, if there would have been no semi, then we would have kept fishtailing until we started. And we were going to flip at going 60 miles an hour. Who knows how many times we would have rolled over? Who fucking knows? And that semi hit us and it righted us. And we pulled over to the side of the road and we just sat there and stared. Like nobody said anything. And then uh, finally Mara was like, is everyone okay? We were like, yeah. Fuck! <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. And it turns out that that driver in the car uh, that went sideways, it flipped too. Uh, and it was carrying a wedding party. Oh, my God. Nobody was hurt. It was like some sort of miracle. Nobody was even hurt. And their car flipped over. And the feeling of, like, first you're feeling that, that fear at first. And it it's overtaking you. And I'm just pacing on the side of the highway, uh, just fucking smoke and just chain smoking. And, of course, we're in New Jersey, so some asshole drives by and goes, Hey, learn how to drive, asshole. Like, thanks, New Jersey. Thank you, New Jersey. And we had been, and we were on a camping trip, too. And so we had, uh... You know, and we had our a whole uh, like just about a shitload of beer for like three days, and so the entire highway was just covered in beers, <laughs> and we're all just like, Rrr. oh, beer. <laughs> uh, but then we, you know, and then we found out um, that, and then like uh, a truck pulls up, and uh, they're like, all right, a tow truck pulls up, and they're like, all right, we're gonna take you to uh, a truck yard, and I get in. And I like look at the woman next to me and I was like, who are, you know, who are you? She's like, oh, I was the driver of that car back there. And she was fine. And all that fear went away. It was like this sudden like elation. Like I was like, is everybody in your car fine? She's like, yeah, they were on their way to a wedding. And uh, one of their, like one of the girls, her, her tit popped out, but that was the worst thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. 
That's okay. great. And then they took us to uh, a junkyard where we just sat there just fucking slamming beers. And I think that was the the advantage that we had uh, over you is that it was like four friends that we were in. We're just so happy that we were alive and that everyone was was alive and not just alive, but no one even had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and so we that night was one of the most elated nights that I've ever had in my life. We went to a hotel. They bought us a hotel. Uh, we got, we start, we played drinking games. Like we were in fucking <laughs> high school. We started playing like circle of death. And the next day we went up, we lost, sure. We lost a day of camping, but man, when I got up there, nothing smelled like that mountain air. Right? It was just, and that's what I think about when I start feeling shitty about something, especially something small. Like I think about that and I, I think about that feeling that I got when uh, me and Kep were standing in the stream with uh, the water up to our knees and we just, we were both holding the core's light. We both just look at each other. We both just smile, do a nice little clink and chugged our beers and then laughed our asses off without saying a single fucking word. I, I, that's, I think about that and that makes me feel fucking great. So these moments, these near death moments, like don't think what if I didn't survive. Think I survived. I did it. I did it. And life is sweet. It's also interesting in when you talk where it's like, oh, there's a reason why you didn't die. Is there? There isn't. I don't think that there there's is. There's no reason why we didn't die. There's, there's no reason yeah. why you didn't die. Well, my mom thinks it's a higher power. Well, everyone you know, thinks it's, it's a, a higher, higher power. The reason well, why. and Everyone thinks it's a higher power until someone dies. Yeah. And then you're just like, was there a higher power then? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then if someone dies, it's like, well, it's all part of God's plan, which is the most condescending thing you can say to someone, uh, which I, I hate it when people say that about uh, death or, or horrible accidents or, or something like that. It's all part of God's plan. My ass. Um no man, it's just it's just just what it's happened. Just the way it is. That's just the way life has been from the beginning. Like a log will fall on you. You don't know why. You know, pull out into the street, the semi hits you. You don't know why. There's no reason. It's just the world is so goddamn busy that things end up running into each other every once in a while. There's nothing to be done. Just live free, man. Live free and make noise. Just got to fucking do it, man. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. And now I'm getting past it. Yeah. I'm working past it. And I feel a lot better than I did. And, you know, you get past it. And I'm not a pussy for feeling the way that I felt. God, no. Sometimes you just, you get upset. Yes, of course you get upset. And no one got hurt. Exactly. You have to remember that that there's nothing to be upset about. No. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. There's, a, there's I mean, there's... A, you can't tell yourself like completely there's nothing to be upset about because there is something to be upset about. You almost died. Like don't minimize that because I think you're minimizing that shit is that you almost you could have died that day and you're trying to minimize that feeling by saying that you're a pussy that you shouldn't be feeling that way. It's kind of a way to avoid it uh, to avoid you know that acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at avoiding things. <laughs> oh, we both are. Uh, but I do have to say also, I'm thankful to the dudes. I don't know if they found it because the truck didn't stop, but a bunch of thugs 
pulled up right afterwards and he's like you alright and I was like yeah I'm okay and he's like yeah we saw that fucking truck we're gonna find that son of a bitch and just like and sped off and I was just even if they didn't I needed that because I was sitting there crying and I was just like <laughs> that's New York for you <laughs> because if I hadn't been alright I bet they would have put me in the back of their car and taken me to a hospital I yeah. guarantee it Yeah, you know it's like and these were not dudes that I would have trusted in any other circumstance. No. And that's awesome, too. That's just, and, and you know, you get that, too. It's like the beauty of New York City. Yep. That when you need it, people will fucking help. Yeah. Like, every time. I had a friend once that was getting uh, mugged uh, on the side of the road, and a guy just pulled up. Uh, he just pulled his car over and ran out of his car with a crowbar. Because oh, he was getting mugged by, like, three kids. Oh, my like, God. Like, three teenagers. Uh, and the guy, like came out with a crowbar and chased him away. He's like, y'all right? And my friend was like, yeah. He's of course shaking. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. The guy goes, all right, gets back in his car and drives off. You know? It's New York City, man. It's a fucking beautiful place. It is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's get to our uh, letters for today. I all know right. we had a... Uh, uh, well, you know, last week we had an update uh, from a kid that, that we were pretty worried about, that we've been worried about for a while and wondering what was going on with him. And uh, a listener reminded us about another letter that was uh, pretty goddamn serious. Uh, the girl who was being stalked by a co-worker... And we haven't her mother's heard co-worker. her mother. Yeah, that's right. A girl who was stalked by her mother's coworker, and we haven't heard any uh, follow up from that. We don't know if this girl's all right. If it worked out, if it didn't work out. If you're still listening, girl who wrote in, uh, please uh, email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail Let us know how that went because that's kind of that's another one of those that kind of sticks in your mind. Yeah, yeah. So let us know how that goes. If you know, for good or bad, just let us know. All right, well, our first letter uh, is another pretty heavy one. This is a very heavy one. This That's is, fine. I've been, I've been weird. I got weird <laughs> head all week, you know? Yeah, uh, we, and we've, we've been... Uh, this is kind of our first kind of letter like this. We, we haven't ever really addressed anything like this. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll give it our best shot. Uh, so uh, what, what are we going to call this guy? Hmm... Crash. No, I don't know. <laughs> he, let's call him Morrissey. Morrissey, hey. Right? Everyone loves everyone loves, loves Morrissey. Morrissey. For once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Smiths, but you all knew that already. <laughs> That's why I chose Morrissey. Yeah. All right. To Marcus and Jackie. I have some issues I need to work through, and I guess telling someone seems like a good way to help get this straight, and who better to tell than someone I'll probably never meet. Anyway, my point is, I don't know what happened to me, but this is what I remember. When I was younger, like between 8 and 10, one of my sisters sort of abused me. The rest of my family has no idea, and I don't know if she remembers. She's 18 now. We still live in the same house. We used to play with our dolls and action figures and stuff, but because I was a horny little fucker, I eventually wanted them to have sex. She took it one step further and got me to kind of grind against her with clothes on. Next time we did it again, and then again, and this carried on for about a month. We would play, but it would end with me rubbing against her. I think she was around 12 or 13. I felt guilty every time, so I stopped. We're now pretty close as siblings go, but I started thinking about it recently, and I feel awful. Eventually, when I was 10, me and a guy friend had some almost sex. 
we were around his house and we were playing a game and I think I was being an idiot and I was like, oh, suck my cock, you fucker. On the third time, I said, okay. We were both around 10. Then I did it, then he did it to me. It was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced. We did some other stuff, but never penetrated or ejaculated. It was awful. Eventually, he moved away, and then I was confused for a couple years. I realized I wasn't really into dudes when I was about 12. I guess he was just a way to express some extreme randiness, but I have no idea. The memory fades, but I still feel awkward because now he goes to the same school now that we're 16. I don't feel anything for him, but I'm scared he's going to tell someone. I'm wondering if the two things are related or if I just had a fucked up childhood. I don't know if I need counseling, but how could I ever tell someone that I would see them again? It would change the way everyone I know would think about me, and I'm worried it would be used against me by anyone I confided in. I need advice. Please help. Morrissey. First of all, you definitely need to talk to someone. Yes. Especially even just, I mean, read back your letter again. These things are haunting you. These things are going to affect your relationships. They're going to affect, you know, your choices in life. These things need to be talked about. And I understand that you're scared about people finding out. Completely understandable, especially since you feel such shame with it, which comes from unwanted sexual That's what you have more than anything. That's what I hear more than anything is shame and guilt. Yes. Which and you should not feel. It's not your fault. No. That's, I mean, you were a child. It is not your fault. And you need to talk it out with the professional now, especially before you get to, you know, to a place where you feel like, oh, no, that's not something that's really, it didn't affect me. I'm fine. It did yeah. affect you. It is a big thing. It's not just a fucked up childhood. A lot of people have fucked up childhood. That takes it to a different level. That is yeah. definitely a level in which you need to deal with it. Yeah, you do. You have to talk about these things. And I, I'm not, I won't go into it because uh, this is an extremely private thing. But I will say that when I was a kid, I had a somewhat similar experience, something like this, where it was just kids fucking around. We didn't understand our sexuality uh, and I'm almost positive that one of the uh, children involved had been abused um, and I sat with it for years years and years and felt guilty about it like I'd think about it and I'd feel guilty about it uh, and eventually I ended up talking to somebody about it I talked to my therapist about it it's just like hey this thing happened it, it was you know really fucked up uh, and after I talked about it, after we talked it through, I don't think about it anymore. Or at least if I do think about it, if it does pop into my head, I don't feel any shame anymore. I don't feel uh, any guilt anymore. You can accept it in a healthy manner. I can accept it. It's not like I like it when it pops into my head. It's never going to go away. Like that's one thing that you have to accept is that these memories aren't going to go away. Um, memories like that don't, unfortunately. Uh, you forget so many good memories, um, but you always remember the bad ones, uh, which is a, the human condition and it fucking blows. But that's the way it is, and that's what we have to accept. So talking to somebody will help. And I had talked about it with one person before I talked to my therapist. I talked with, I talked about it with a, a girl that I was dating um, because she had shared something with me uh, as far as, uh, you know, childhood 
kind of abuse went. Uh, and so I felt it was safe to share it with her. And it was. It was very safe. She didn't make fun of me. She didn't say anything to me uh, that hurt me. But it didn't really help. You know, it, it's it. You need someone that's going to ask the right questions about it. And that's what a therapist or a counselor is there for, for you to tell them your problems, for them to tell you your past experiences, and for them to ask the right questions to let you feel all right with it again. And so you need to talk to a counselor. This isn't something that you talk to your buddies about. No. <laughs> this isn't, you know, it's, it's, it's just not, you know, especially when you're in high school, uh, when allegiances change so quickly. Uh, also, I wouldn't worry about the other guy saying anything about no, he's, it. Of course he's not. He's not, because that also, he's just as implicated as you are. Yeah. And also, I feel that you should definitely speak to a therapist as you are concerned about your sexuality. It, t- it changed everything that you thought about yourself. That also shows that this is a big deal. And unfortunately, 100% your sister remembers what happened. Yeah. Especially 12 or 13, but unfortunately as well that could mean that she was also abused in some other way i feel like when you're curious as a child it doesn't get to that point a lot of times because i feel like you don't know what those things do you don't understand the concept unless you've either seen it done or it's been it's happened to you either with your sister or with your friend, not to implicate that. And I also don't think that you should talk to her until you talk to a therapist as well. Definitely, especially since you guys are close now and you were able to get past that in your sibling relationship. But, I mean, I feel like down the line, this is something that you will have to talk to her about. Yeah, and it's not and it's not necessarily the case that she was abused as well. No, I, mean, I wasn't trying to. No, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Like they say that they're you know children who are uh, hypersexual before it's appropriate uh, or even natural. That's a big sign of a. Uh, kids being abused but also she's going through puberty at that time she's 12 13 she's experimenting you know i mean with her brother probably not the i mean yeah that's a little weird but it's also not unheard of right you know that's not something you're not alone in this and you're not weird in this there's plenty of boy of 4chan is any indication (laughs) (laughs) like just i mean really like it's it is, I mean, it's a joke, but it's also true in an anonymous environment. People talking about this stuff. Sure, most of it's probably bullshit. But uh, from what people say in, like, anonymous places about stuff like this is that this is not that uncommon. It's not something that you need to think that you're a freak or that you're a weirdo uh, and that you're permanently fucked up because of this because you're not. Not even close. No, you should just talk about it. Just talk about you should, it. You should at least get it off. If you are feeling shame about it and you feel guilty and it's something that comes up in your mind often, why not help yourself by talking to someone about it? It yeah. will help. Yeah. And, you know, tons of kids do stuff like this. You know, kids are weird. That's the only Kids th- <laughs> are weird. They're really, really fucking weird. Kids are really fucking weird. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be. Kids are just fucking weird weird things happen between kids sometimes and you know a lot of times they're never spoken about again to between those two kids uh and you know 
Maybe they should, you know, maybe you don't have to speak. And with I guess, your si- yeah, maybe you don't have to talk to your sister. You're maybe, right. Maybe you do and maybe you don't. I mean, that's kind of something that I think you're going to have to figure out on your own, whether you need to do that or yeah. not. Whether that's going to be something uh, that you're going to let, you know, may, if it's something that's going to keep a distance between you and your sister until you talk about it, uh, then maybe you should. But that's also something for your therapist to talk to you about. That's not something that we can tell you about. And that's not something uh, that we can even come close to because we don't know you. Yeah, the therapist needs to know the entire story. Mm-hmm. And that's what's great is that... We got a paragraph. And you can anonymously... And no one else will ever hear it. No. That's the freedom of talking to a therapist that no one else will ever know what you say in there. Mm-mm. It's just like... I mean, you're saying it into a lockbox. A lockbox that will help you. Yeah. So go go get help. Go talk to somebody. Um, don't, don't sit with it. Uh, and if you... Uh, can't talk to somebody about it for whatever reason, which, you know, unfortunately a lot of you guys out there don't have anyone to talk to. Um, Just know that it's not your fault. Uh, It's not, it does not make you a weirdo. It does not make you a sexual deviant. It makes you a kid. I mean, it just happened. And it's, and the fact that it happened twice, you know, yeah, the the big thing was, you know, that's just one thing. But I mean, there there was other things in in my childhood as well that were, you know, kind of fucked up like that. You know, like sexual things that happened when I was really young uh, with other kids. Uh, that doesn't make me fucked up. You know, that doesn't make me a sexual deviant. That doesn't make me weird. Um, it just makes me who I am. It's just a small, tiny, minuscule part of me. It's part of the it puzzle. Does, yeah, it's part of the puzzle, man. Like, it doesn't have any bear. Like, it doesn't fuck up my relationships. It doesn't fuck up my sex life. It has nothing to do with any of that. But They're that's ju- because it's not weighing on your mind the way it did. Exactly. When it was weighing on my mind the way it did, then it did kind of fuck with me a little bit. Uh, but this does not mean that you're ruined. It does not mean that you're weird. It just means it happened. It's just like, fuck, it's just like Jackie's car wreck. It just happened. These things just happen. And... Because the world is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> the world is weird. It happened, and you got to deal with it now. Um, so, yeah. It's, just, it's, about all, it's about all we can say. I think that you can do it, though. And... I also feel like I know that the problem is having to go through your parents for asking to have to go to therapy. Yeah. I don't feel that it's something that you need to tell them why you want to. If you're able to openly speak to them, I understand. But that's a that's something I feel, especially probably at your age, is really hard thing to talk to your parents about. I wouldn't, hell, I wouldn't be able to talk to my mom about it now. Hell, at, I, at I mean, 16, you can't even talk to your parents about boners. Yeah, if you just say, you know, I, I think depending on where you are, depending on who your parents are, if if you just, you know, say you want to talk. Yeah. But don't feel the need, like, if that's the worry that you're scared that you have to tell them to get help, you don't have to. No. You're 16, make something up. <laughs> you know, just say that, you know, you've been feeling, you know, you just don't know how to handle your emotions yeah, which is understandable just, yeah you're just you're having a hard time you yeah know? and if you know this stuff is really bothering you shit you might be acting out in certain ways it, yeah it might be happening that way you might already have the grounds to do it uh but yeah you you don't really 
you can keep your privacy on this one. Yeah. And try as hard as you can uh, to keep it. Good luck. But let us know down the line. See, I hope that you're able to talk to somebody. Yeah, I hope so, too. All right, well, we're going to have to do a short one today, unfortunately. It's my fault. <laughs> I was no, late. It's fine. It's fine. It's stuff. Yeah. It's stuffing stuff. stuff things here going on in the CCR <laughs> studios. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we got to make it a short one today, but uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, we got to get to a letter uh, from a girl who uh, recently adopted her brother, uh, which is a, it's a pretty big one uh, that we got to get to. And uh, there's... There's a lot that uh, that we got to talk about on that one. We just that one. It needs more time. It needs a lot more time than, than we can give it today. Uh, so thank everyone uh, for their emails. Thank everyone for uh, the follow up emails. We've been getting a lot of great uh, feedback from people saying that uh, you know some people saying that the uh, the advice has helped a hell of a whole lot, and some people that are still kind of moving laterally but still working on it. Uh, and if you're still working on it, then fucking keep on doing it, man. Uh, and if it got better, then fucking great. hell yeah, hell yeah, man! That's <laughs> the best thing we can ever hear is that things uh, got better. Uh, but if you have anything for us, any kind of letter, uh, cavecomedyradio at gmail dot com is the place to send it. Uh, if you have anything you want to contribute to uh, today's episode, uh, send us an email, cavecomedyradio at gmail dot com. Go join the Facebook group. People are helping each other out it's over there. Awesome. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. Uh, and thank you for Jennifer McIntosh for always putting amazing, positive things up there. Which always, is, which is great. <laughs> I just love it so much. It's awesome. Yeah, we've got a really. We're starting to build a. But yeah, we got like over a hundred people there now, so we're starting to build a pretty cool little community. So go over there uh, and uh, help out your feather fellow man or woman or feather man. <laughs> help out your feather, feather man. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good week, y'all. Talk to you next week.